Well, praise the wonderful name of Jesus, everybody. Hello, this is Pastor Mark Stroud, and I thank you so much for joining me one more time for Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, on today's broadcast, you're going to hear part number six, and I believe this is the concluding part of the series entitled, How's Your Heart? Oh, we had a dynamic time today, and I cannot wait for you to hear the rich word of God. Don't forget to go to our website at kingdomrock.org. That's www.kingdomrock.org. Just click on the media page and you can hear all the parts to this series absolutely free of charge. We want to make an investment into your life that we know will help you in your walk with Christ. All right, without any further ado, here comes today's message entitled, How's Your Heart? Part number six, right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. And it reads like this. Uh... Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Matthew 5, 8. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you in Jesus' mighty name for this day and for the things that you have prepared for us. Lord, we are in anxious anticipation of hearing what thus saith the Lord this morning. Lord, speak your word. Cause our ears to hear what you are saying calls us to perceive the moving of your spirit. We thank you, Lord, that as the word goes forth, lives will be changed. Miracles, signs, and wonders shall ring out. Lord, we thank you that your purposes will be fulfilled. We love you, Father. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. We said before that God is divinely positioning us for revival. And God is conditioning our hearts so that when we see him, we will be like him. And once we are like him, then those out there that have not made a decision will then uh, rather when we make a distinction being like him, then they will make a decision. We have to be like him. And in these last days and evil times, we're going to need to be like him more than ever. Amen. So it says, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Now let's flip over it once again uh, to 1 John, the third chapter. We're going to go over these scriptures again. 1 John, the third chapter, uh, verse number one through three. You can keep your finger there or pen. We're going to come right back to that. But it says, be, behold, what manner of love the father hath bestowed on us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not because it knew him not. Oh, my God. Beloved, now, say now. now. Say now. now. Beloved, now, say now. now. Now are we the sons of God. And it doeth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear... When Christ shall appear, when he shall be manifest, when he shall be seen, what will happen? We shall be like him. Why? For we shall see him as he is. Verse 3, and everyone that hath this hope in himself, rather hope in him, purifieth himself even as he is pure. He purifies himself even as he is pure. 
Remember, the born again, in, during the born again experience, God creates in you a clean heart. He, he, he cleans your heart, the inside of you. But we're walking in this world and we get defiled, we get dirty. You can't help but to get dirty. When you're born of God, God changes your nature. You have a new spirit, a new born again spirit. You are born of God. And that experience gives you actually a pure heart. But as we continue to walk in this world system, we get defiled. We hear the lies. We hear the rumors. We, we see what's going on through the media. Just life in general, living down here, can be very dirty, can be very detrimental. Remember, the Lord Jesus said that we are in the world, but we are not of the world. So being here, we're going to get dirty. So we have to keep ourselves clean. We have to continually purify our hearts. Notice what the Lord Jesus did as he was washing the disciples' feet. And the Lord, uh, Peter, when he came to Peter, Peter said, Lord, do thou wash my feet? And the Lord said, uh, Lord said to him, uh, if I simply, if I have not washed your feet, if I don't wash you, you have no part of me. I'm pure. Um, I'm paraphrasing here. He said, if I don't wash your feet, you have no part. Uh, you have no part with me. And Peter said, Lord, wash not only my feet, but my hands and my head. Wash all of me, too. And then Jesus says to him, he that is clean needs only uh, simply to be washed at his feet. This is the example for us as New Testament believers. As you are born of God, the Lord cleans you on the inside. But as you walk, as you walk through this life, we pick up a lot of dirt and a lot of filth and a lot of contaminants. And so our feet have to be washed again. I'm cleansed, but my feet are dirty. My walk is dirty. And so the Lord gives us this word. He says here, he that hath this hope, and rather he says, verse three, and every man that, that, um, that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure, even as Christ is pure. We have to continue to purify ourselves through our confession. Confessing our sins before the Lord. Even though you're saved, even though you're born again, you still must repent of your sins. You've got to admit your own guilt before the Lord. Because remember, again, if you do not confess your sins before the Lord, then that means that a level of darkness will continue to abide in your life. We have to walk before him in confession. You have to read the word of God. You have to study the word of God. Because remember the Lord Jesus said once again, now you are clean through the words that I've spoken unto you. Giving, hearing the word of God, receiving his word, reading his word, studying his word will purify your heart. You're purified by being born again. You're purified by confessing your sins. You're purified by getting into the word of God. And you're also purified by allowing the spirit of God to deal with your heart. Scripture says that we have to be, we have to allow, allow the Holy Spirit to mortify our flesh. It is the spirit of God that comes in and he shows you your errors. He shows you your weaknesses. He's the one who tries the heart. He tries your heart and he shows you your fault. 
Once they are seen, then we confess them before God. Then we ask him to wash us and cleanse us. And the process continues until the day that the Lord says it's time. We have an obligation to this world to be what the Bible calls sons of God. Son's not talking about gender, either male or female, but it's talking about our position with God, a position of power and authority in Christ in God, his offspring, his children. We have a responsibility to this world to manifest Christ. And we become like him as we see him. Again, the Bible says in in Matthew 5, uh, verse number 8, It says the pure in heart, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. In order to see God, uh, once we see God, uh, we're going to become like him, as the Bible says here. Now also, in verse number, in John 1, 12, just going to go back over the scripture just for a moment, then we're going to go further. The Lord Jesus said in John 1, 12, he says, but as many as received him, gave, rather, as many as received him, him to them gave he power to become the sons of God even to them that believe on his name once you believed in Jesus and gave him your life your heart we then have become what the Bible calls sons of God those that will rise in power and authority, those that God has given the right, the authority to rule in the earth, to proclaim his will done in the earth realm. Remember what the Lord Jesus said, even in the model prayer, our father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. It is our responsibility to proclaim the will of God in the earth. It is our responsibility to manifest the will of heaven in the earth. There is no sickness in heaven, therefore there should not be in the earth. There is no racism in heaven, therefore there should not be any in the earth. There is no sadness in heaven, therefore there should be no sadness in the earth. Whatever cannot be found in heaven should not be found in the earth. And as the sons of God, those that are in the body of Christ, those that are submitted to Jesus Christ, we have the authority to pray and seek the face of God on the behalf of those that don't know him and bring the will of God to this earth realm. I pray that makes sense to you. As we see him, we will become like him. As we said, but in order to see him, you must have a pure heart. And the word pure, we said before, means uh, having a purified heart or purified by fire. That means we're going to go through some things in life that will not be so lovely. But they will only be for a season. Only for a moment of time. Trouble won't last always. Once the purification process is done, once the fire has done its work, the trouble will be lifted and you will come forth as pure gold. Hallelujah. And you'll see great power and authority. You'll see a new boldness that will arise in your mouth. You'll see God changing you from a lamb to a lion and some of you from a lion to a lamb. You'll see his power greatly revealed in your life as the spirit of God comes upon you. You will see great things 
done, but first we must have a pure heart. We must submit ourselves unto God and admit our guilt. Admit our sin, admit our shame, then we can become a candidate from receiving the body and blood of Jesus, a candidate of receiving the body and blood of the Lord. Remember, being pure in heart will affect your eyes. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Being pure in heart will affect your eyes. It will affect not only what you see, but how you see it. It will affect not only who you see, but how you see them. We must see man the way God sees man. We must see that woman the way God sees that woman. We must see them through the eyes of God. See them as people that need the love of God. When they rail against you, see them the way Christ sees them. As a hurting individual that needs the hand and love of God. See them the way Christ sees them. For he has seen their past. He has seen their hurt. He has seen their tears. And he is not pointing at them with one finger. But he's opening up his hand wide. Asking them come. Let me give you my hand. Let me bring you to the path. Bring you to the path of deliverance. They rail out. They lash out because they're hurting. And the Lord Jesus understood this. This is why he said on the cross, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Because he knows that hurting people hurt people. And the Lord says emphatically that we must overcome evil with good. There is power in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And there is power in your prayer. As the church rises up and seeks the face of God, you'll see God heal the land. You will see him hear him thunder from heaven. You will see burdens removed and yokes destroyed as we seek the face of almighty God. He is sovereign in his rule and in his majesty. And he declares the sinner to be right once they put their faith in Jesus Christ. We must see fallen man the way that God sees fallen man. And how does he see fallen man? As someone that is worth saving. He sees that woman as a one who is worth saving. That man is someone that is worth saving. They are worth saving. No matter how they look on the outside, no matter how they curse, they fuss, no matter about the drugs or the alcohol or the gambling or the licentiousness of their life, God still says they are worth saving. He believed it so much that he gave his only begotten son to die a horrible death on Calvary's cross to shed his innocent blood so that that man could be saved, so that that woman could be saved saved he did not give his life so that we can rail at them accusation for accusation cruelty for cruelty but he gave his life so that we could show them the love of Jesus Christ and declare to the world that Jesus saved Jesus saved my God Jesus saves 
We need Jesus now more than ever in this world. We need him now. And the world needs to see Christ revealed in his church, not a church full of hypocrites and backbiters and whiners and complainers, not a church full of lukewarm people, not a church full of those that are are full of hypocrisy going back and forth. But the world needs to see Jesus Christ revealed in his church. Let the true church of the living God say so. Let the true church of God arise. Arise, O God, in your church and let your enemies be scattered. Arise, O Lord, and let your enemies be scattered. Let the world see that you are God and there is none like unto you. What is God doing in this hour? I can tell you what God is doing in this hour. God is raising up his image in his church. What is God doing today? He is raising up his image, raising up the image of Christ in his church. This is what God is doing at this moment. He is restoring his image to mankind, to the human race, to all those that would receive the gospel of Jesus Christ. And let me tell you now, you were destined to become like him. You were destined to become like him. Let me say that again. You were destined to become like him. You were destined to become like him. As a matter of fact, you must become like him. You must become like him. Hear the cry of the spirit of God. You must become like him. As all creation is groaning and travailing to see the sons of God manifested in the earth realm, you must become like him. You must become like him. In Genesis, the first chapter, verse 26, listen to how this reads. As God gave you his ending plan at the very beginning. This is what he's saying In Genesis 1, verses, in Genesis 1, verse 26, and he says, and God says, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the, all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Notice again, God said, let us make man in our image. The word image here means form. It talks about form or shape. That God would shape you to be like him. You are divinely shaped to be like God, to resemble him. He gave you his form, his image. And he said, after our likeness. The word likeness talks about a similitude, similitude, meaning a counterpart or a double. In other words, that God would duplicate himself into you. He would give you his, he would give you his form and that he would breathe his divine substance of who he is into your life. 
And as we see this as God, we see the echoes of this as God formed man out of the dust of the ground. There's form and he there's form or image. And then he breathed into man's nostrils and man became a living soul. That's the likeness. God gave man form and then he gave him life. He gave him his substance. This was the very beginning, the fault in the beginning. And it is what God's bringing to pass right now in these last and evil times. The Bible says in Romans 8.29, you can make a note of it. In Romans 8.29, it says, For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestine to be conformed to the image of his Son. That he might be the first, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. You were predestined. Predestined means to ordain beforehand, to plan beforehand, before everything was made, before anything was made. God already saw you. He saw you in himself before the earth was, before the stars were. He saw you in himself and he already ordained that you would be conformed to the image of his son. The word conform means to have the same form as another, to have a similar form. We would be similar to that of Christ. We would be in his image and be after his likeness. There is, there is no mistake when God calls us the body of Jesus Christ. We are the body of Christ. We have his form and we have his spirit. And God said that this plan was in motion well before anything was made. God saw you and he saw me and he foreordained you to rise in power and great authority to have the image of Jesus Christ. Are you hearing? He foreordained it. He foreordained it. He ordained it in 1 Corinthians 15 49. Listen to this and you can make note of it. 1 Corinthians 15 49. And he says, and as we have borne the image of the earthy, we've borne the image of the earthy man. We've borne the image of Adam. It says, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. Just like we put on, in so many words, put on this human flesh and we're born into this body and we have borne the image of the earthly things. You're also predestined by God to put on the image of the heavenly things. Not after you die, although that is true. But the world needs to see Jesus now. A dead saint has none or little effect in this life other than a good testimony. But a living saint will rock the world for Jesus Christ. A living example will reveal the hand and nature of God. He needs you. Heaven is calling upon you to put away selfishness and, and pride. Stop trying to vindicate yourself and put on Christ. And let's finish with this once again. Why does the world need to see Jesus revealed in you? Let's go back to the very beginning of this in 1 John, the third chapter, as we started with today. It says in verse number three, and every man that hath this hope in himself, pure in him purifies himself, even as he is pure, even as Jesus is pure. Verse four, 
Listen, it says, whosoever committeth sin transgresses also the law. For sin is the transgression of the law. Verse 5. And ye know. Hear this. And you know that he, Jesus, was manifested. Or that Jesus appeared to take away our sins. And in him is no sin. When you see Christ. When Christ appears, when Jesus appears in your life, he will take away the sins. He will take away the sin. And the Bible declares again that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. When Jesus appears, the sin is taken away. These sins that so easily trip us up, that so easily trap us from time to time. This same old ditches that we keep falling into. Let me tell you, once you see the Lord, you won't fall in those anymore. Hallelujah. You'll rise far above that and understand that this sin is beneath you as a child of God. This thing is beneath you as a child of God. You're seated with Christ in heavenly places far above powers and and principles principalities and powers you're seated with Christ in heavenly places at the right hand of God and my Bible tells me that God is supreme above all others and it shall truly come to pass that in the last days every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God we stand on the Lord's side we stand on the Lord's side what side are you on I'm on the Lord's side I'm on the Lord's side and when Jesus is revealed sin is removed are you hearing verse number six says whosoever abideth in him sinneth rather whosoever abideth in him sinneth not as you abide in Jesus, as you see him, you'll see sin beginning to go away and more and go away more and more from you in Jesus name. Whosoever abideth in him abideth in Jesus, sinneth not. Whosoever sinneth hath not seen him. Whosoever sinneth have not seen him. As your heart is purified and as you see God, you sin, you will see sin going away from you. Whosoever sinneth have not seen him. But as you see him, you will see sin go away from you. In the name of Jesus, you will rise above the temptations of this world. You will rise above their accusations and you will cease to see these tiny mole hills you'll see you'll see these mountains will be made mole hills and you'll see your enemies that you thought were large you'll see them lower than dust as you see them trampled under your feet because you're higher than that you're above that you're a son of God you're a child of the most high king he created you to contain his power and his presence don't you know that you are the temple of the Holy Ghost and the blood of Jesus courses through your veins he has given you great power and authority and when you see him sin will no longer be an issue in your life 
Verse 6 says, Whosoever abideth in him sinneth not. Whosoever sinneth hath not seen, seen him, neither know him. Little children, let no man deceive you. He, he that doeth righteous, righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. He that committeth sin is of the devil. For the devil sinneth from the beginning. Listen, for this purpose was the Son of God manifested. Why are we seeing you, Lord? Jesus why did you show yourself there in the Bible why are you going to show us yourself now for this purpose was the son of God manifested Jesus Christ was seen and will be seen that he might destroy the works of the devil that he might destroy the works of the devil when you see Jesus he will have the power to destroy or undo the word destroy also means to undo the works of the things the devil has done in someone else's life you look with a word of knowledge and God will give you give it to you and you'll see the lie that's been holding them in bondage and it will destroy the work of the devil you lay hands on the sick and they'll recover destroying or undoing the work of the devil you'll go in and Christ shall be revealed and they will be set free for this purpose, the Son of God would manifest it that he might destroy the work of the devil. Verse 9, whosoever, whosoever is born of God doeth not commit sin. That is, we do not practice, habitually practice it. Amen. For his seed, that is the spirit of God, remains in us. For his seed remains in him. He cannot sin. He cannot perpetually go on sinning. Without repentance, with no remorse, because he is born of God. And we're stopping in verse number 10. It says, in this is the children of God. In this, in this, the children of God are manifest, are clearly seen. In this, the children of God are manifest. That is the sons of God, the offspring of God, the children of God are clearly seen. And the children of the devil. Whosoever doeth not righteousness or does not do righteously is not of God. Neither he that loveth not his brother. The world needs to see Christ manifested. God is love. God is love. Yes, there will be a time of judgment when there will be no mercy, but that is not now. God extends his mercy to fallen man to come into a relationship with him through Jesus Christ. And it is our responsibility as his ambassadors, as those sent from God to declare the words of God to fallen man. And that will not always be easy. Sometimes they will curse you. Sometimes they will lie on you. Sometimes they will falsely accuse you. But the Lord said that we should bless those that curse us. We should pray for those that falsely accuse us or persecute us. He said we must overcome evil with good. In this the children of God are manifest. In this we become perfect like our father is perfect because he causes the sun to shine on those that are doing right and those that are doing wrong. 
He causes the rain to fall on those that are doing right and those that are doing wrong. He shows mercy and compassion. But there will come a day when there will be no more mercy and there will be no more compassion. And because of that day, we as the body of Christ work steadily. We pray steadily to show the love and compassion of God to people who don't deserve it. For if you only salute those or say hello to those or love those who love you, what reward have you? You cannot wait until they act godly to treat them godly. You cannot wait until they treat you with love for you to treat them with love. That is not God. That is not the character and nature of God. Because if God did that to us, none of us would be saved. We must see fallen man the way God sees fallen man. The one that is cursing, the one that is fussing, the one that is shooting, the one that is murdering. We must see the most vilest part of man still being worth saving because God gave his son to save a wretch like me a wretch like we were but now we have been regenerated in Christ no longer a wretch but now a but now a saint of the most high God but still we must repent before him and walk with love, mercy, and compassion. Don't wait for them to love you before you love them. Don't wait for them to treat you nice before you treat them nice. Don't wait for them to treat you with kindness before you treat them with kindness because God did not do that to you. He didn't wait till you put it down before you put your sin down before he came into your life. He didn't wait before you got it all together before he came into your life. He dealt with you while you were still in sin saying, come home, come home, come home. You felt the hand of God bringing you in while you were still doing what you were doing. Let us love like Christ loved. Let us see the world the way Christ sees the world. And I'll ask you, I believe for the last time, how is your heart. Give the Lord Jesus a hand of praise. We're done in Jesus' mighty name. Father, we We pray that you were richly encouraged by today's message and that you've received a great blessing. Don't forget to contact us on our website at www.kingdomrock.org. We'd love to see you in a live service every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. And on Wednesday night, we start at 7 p.m. Come on out. Everyone's invited. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Give us a call at 770-537-1933. We would so love to connect with you. And don't forget to stop by our website and check us out. Once again, our web address is www.kingdomrock.org. Well, until next time, my friends, remember that Jesus loves you so very much. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. God bless you. And we'll see you next time for more Kingdom Rock Radio.